Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome. Welcome to the Haunted Estate. Hello and welcome to The Haunted Estate with Selena. And Joel. And I'm terrified and I thought I might as well talk about a scary situation because this is The Haunted Estate. I have to go to the dentist on Thursday, okay? I had a feeling the fellow, I have been avoiding the dentist for about four years. I knew I had two cavities last time I was there. I'm brushing, I'm flossing. I'm like, it's okay. I'm going to I'm gonna reverse what's going on. Here's the thing. Thursday's my dentist appointment, right? Is that why there's a new toothbrush? Because your appointment's on Thursday? Shut up, Joel. <laughs> Shut up. Here's the thing. On Wednesday, I go to my face doctor. I get like 30 needles in my lips for fillers. And I get like 10 needles in my face for Botox. Then you and I have to leave Botox, go to Perfect Image in London, and get like 15 piercings in my ears because I literally saw some like picture of a collection of earrings on someone's ear and i was like guess i need 13 piercings in each ear so i'm literally gonna get like like 100 needles in my face the next day i have a dentist appointment right where they're probably gonna stick a single needle in my mouth that i can't handle that is keeping me up at night just because it's in your mouth it's in my mouth I don't like it when they drill in my mouth and like, I'm just, I'm just terrified of the dentist. And when I was a kid, I never was. And I feel like because of like all the stuff I had done to my teeth to make them perfect, man, it didn't even like bother me. Mm. So why am I so scared as an adult? I don't know. It's weird. How many cavities do you have? I haven't had a cavity in a long time. Just my little trick I buy from Walmart. Like, you know, the little, they're like the gum, like the G-U-M, little green sticks. Yeah, I love those. Like, before I go to bed, I... I love flossing. That's what I do. But, like, I'm a little bad at it. But here's the thing. I do brush my teeth, like, every day. I don't know why. I just... My teeth don't like me. But they, they are good. Like, my cavities are all filled and whatever. I definitely haven't been as good as, as an adult. I get good at brushing. I think I'm bad at flossing. But I'm afraid because I haven't been there in, like, four years. And I know I'm going to go. And they're going to be like, oh, no. You need 12 root canals. Who's your dentist? somebody in town but like, like which building i don't really know how to explain it. that doesn't matter um but i already told them like if i need a bunch of root canals i am 100 percent going to sleep for it like i'm gonna go to one of the sleep dentistry you'll pay for it <laughs> i don't care yeah bang it out i don't want to know you're in my mouth <laughs> the last time i was there 
sorry everyone you got to be careful i was eating a bag of trail mix i was at work at my old job i put like a fat handful of trail mix in you hear like a crunch oh it's like a hard nut or whatever in there just like eat whatever then later on like i chipped one of my tooth teeth one of my molars it's like fish hook sharp like i like touch it with my tongue like my tongue like gets stuck on it because it was so sharp and i was like in the middle of a road trip so i had like 11 days or nine more days out west that i had to deal with it before i get home and get it fixed oh yeah. it was terrible the other and night sensitive no, like to dude, cold the other night i had one of those tooth floss sticks and i was out between these teeth and it got caught on something and i've always had like a bit like it wasn't filed down right like i have the same spot in my back teeth too but I feel like every spot that I got filled, like it's not closed right and like stuff gets caught in there. So I was up there with the tooth floss and I pull it out and it gets stuck on something and then I feel something hard in my mouth and I crunch on it and it turns to sand. So like my filling fell out that I had. And it's weird because it's like between two teeth. So yeah. I literally pulled it out of my face. So it's just sad, man. And I like, and here's the thing too, like the one needle for freezing, like you get a needle and then you're frozen. Where like fillers is so painful and they just keep sticking needles in your face. Oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah, to give you a sigh of relief though, the last time I was there, they got like a Q-tip with like some green paste on it. Yeah, they do that it. too to me. They put that and then you start down and then they hit the... When I get the needle though, it feels like it's going into the bottom of my eye. feels deep. Like I can feel the needle like up in my fucking eye. Yeah, it feels deep. And it's weird. Like, how can I get fillers and Botox all day long? If you're looking at me on camera right now, I'm way overdue. My fillers and my Botox are both gone. Even though you're beautiful. I know I'm beautiful. <laughs> here's the thing. I don't, hate, I don't hate myself. You beautiful bitch. Well, here's the thing. I watch people get fillers forever and I was kind of like, damn, I'd like to try that. Because I'm a big advocate for if you don't like something about yourself, change it. Um, I'm officially 20 pounds down. Congrats. Um, I'm not losing weight for vanity. I'm losing weight because I'm like dying um the doctor made it very clear i was very very ill so um but i remember seeing people with fillers and i was like i just want to try it so i got it for the first time and sold the way my lipstick went on i just you feel like a bitch and i i have no problem with that i hate when people are like like yeah i think everyone is perfect the way they are but you got one body why not play with it i'm covered in tattoos like i i just like doing stuff and if you're not hurting anyone and you enjoy it go for it and i'll never forget botox because i wanted like the mini eye lift and it was so funny i don't know if i told you this i went in the variety store across the street and she's like why do your eyes look better <laughs> i was like what are you talking about she's like they look like Ugh. and i'm like botox <laughs> botox and it's like worn out too but like it definitely i feel like with botox you just look like awake mm. and like ready to go for the day so all day all night mm. i will say i'm gonna do i'm gonna do preventive botox for for probably the rest of my life because like go like this you see those lines i don't have that no lines you do <laughs> i got my lines do you want to get botox with i know me? i don't want to get botox Come on. Just like you're an advocate for changing yourself, I'm an advocate for not changing yourself. Yeah, you are. You don't like tattoos or anything. You've been talking a Have little bit about tattoos. Zero tattoos, zero piercings, never dyed my hair. You've been really thinking like about it. Like a baby. It. You've really been thinking about tattoos, though. My wife, my fiance, and I, it was her idea that we get little trees right here. Yeah. And then when we hold hands, the trees will be beside each other. Oh my God. How cute is that? So why don't you get that? Because I don't have any tattoos. Okay, but like, would you ever, or is it just like, no? That no? I haven't decided yet. You've, you've put on, here's the thing though, Joel has put on temporary tattoos quite a few times, and he feels badass. I order off this website, it's like, 
it's a temporary tattoo, but you can get like anything made. So I put like a bunch of stuff on my chest, hated it. Had some like medieval knight, like a big sword thing on my arm. Loved it. Do you feel like a badass? So cool. I started getting my tattoos when I was really young. Selena, why are most of your tattoos in your left arm? That's what I'm about to tell them. <laughs> I got all, I got a lot of my tattoos. I started getting them when I was really young. And it was because when you drive, <laughs> this is the arm that's out the window. So I wanted to look like a badass when I was driving. Because you, you sit in the left side of a vehicle in Canada. I think they so get it. So arm hangs out it. the window. <laughs> yeah. So that's just like how it was. Okay. <laughs> what a cool kid. Also today, we're, I'm doing so much reading today. <laughs> yeah. I'm having flashbacks to being a kid in school reading. You know, it's like quiet reading time. I would like race to the bookshelf, pick up a Where's Waldo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> quiet reading. Leave me alone. No, exactly. <laughs> Where's Waldo? Same. But yeah, guys, today is the Christmas episode. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate. I hope that you were having a good time of year with your friends and family. But of course, I had to search the internet, find some Christmas lore, some Christmas stories, some ghost stories from Reddit, a whole bunch of stuff like that. Because, hey, Christmas comes but once a year. Santa- and I, I, we celebrate Christmas. Santa Claus come to town once a year, baby. How long does Santa Claus come to you? What? How many times a year? Santa <laughs> you going first? Yeah, I'll go first. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So this is a Christmas ghost story. I have to admit, I'm not a fan of Christmas. Not due to any Scrooge-like tendencies or anything, but because of what I saw when I was seven, I was very excited to see what I was going to get on Christmas Day. You see, so I crept down the stairs at two or something in the morning. The grandma clock in the hallway was slowly ticking. I remember it only too well. I found myself shaking as I turned the living room doorknob. Why was I so excited? Why did the metal feel so cold? So as not to wake my parents, I slowly pushed the door open. It would squeak if you did it too fast and crept into the living room. It was dark and cold. I mean, so cold that I could make out my breath in the little light that there was. Was the heating broken? The switch to the dimmer lights were next to the door. I turned it on and slowly turned the dial. In the dimishing gloom, I could make out the armchairs armchairs in the Christmas tree, beneath which I could already glimpse the presents, and the leering, skinless face that was now an inch away from me. Its pupilless eyes seemed to stare straight through me as the stench hit my nostrils, like rotting meat via burnt ozone. The thing reared back, 
its lipless face falling behind the ragged hood it wore. I turned away and lurched and limped towards the tree. I could see more of it now. It was stooped and withered, emaciated, draped with the rotting rags that I guessed must have once been its robe. The thing seemed mesmerized by the tree, its head swiveling eerily from side to side as it contemplated what was before it. Then it turned and looked directly at me, lifting a long, bony finger up to its face where its lips may have once been. My mouth was agape. I rooted to the spot. I tried to scream, but no noise came out. Finally, I managed to slowly retreat from the, retreat from the living room, turning off the light as I went. I closed the door. Quietly, I crept up the stairs, too petrified to do anything else. I ran to my room and hid under the covers. Only then did I manage to finally, silently sob with fear. The next morning I put on a brave face and pretended to be excited as I unwrapped my presents with everyone else. Mom must have known there was something wrong as she asked if I was okay. I lied and said I was. I was just tired and I couldn't sleep the night before. She hesitated for a moment but brushed it off as we picked up all of the torn wrapping paper left behind. But all I could think about was that thing I saw the night before. I barely played with my new toys. I just kept seeing its face every time I closed my eyes. All the years have drawn on and pondered this in some detail. I've forgotten what Christmas really is. It is somehow... It is how we used to survive the darkest, grimmest time of the year, and what the tinsel and mesmerizing Santa Claus all stems from. The need to shut out the darkness and the howling blizzard outside. Yet, I think there's something else, too. All that crap about Christmas being magical is true. We dress up with elves and reindeer with red noses, but it's more than that. There's a reason we used to tell ghost stories at Christmas, till Halloween took over. It is the one point of the year where the boundaries between this world and the others is the thinnest. No wonder they have a festival and nativity this time of year, consciously or not, rewarding off the horror that seeps in our world during, during Yuletide. Maybe the rituals, tacky though they are these days, appease the things that wait and ward them off for another year. What a Christmas tree but an old pagan totem decorated in candles, a ward or appeasement. These days I just blot it out of my mind and pretend I'm Buddhist or something, but there's one last thing that I'll never forget all those years ago. The next night, the scrawled note I found under my pillow that just said one word. Shh. That was sick. That was a sick story. I have always found Christmas so much eerier than Halloween. Halloween to me is like this fun festive time to play pretend, but I have always been so obsessed with Christmas and like the dark lore that hides behind it. And I totally agree with that. Like we're creating these wonderful, magical, lights and stuff to ward off bad stuff like doesn't that make sense mm -hmm. do you remember what it was like with me on christmas eve <laughs> <laughs> selena could be a member of the british special forces <laughs> like <laughs> sneaking around coming down the steps so not seriously. like pretending to sleep <laughs> no guys like we we had these like 
these stockings and I had a massive stocking. <laughs> like Joel had a normal stocking. It was like a Dalmatian one. Still I one? could get inside of it. You could walk around inside of it. I still it's it's here somewhere. But um I remember like putting it beside my bed and trying so hard to stay awake. And then eventually like you'd you'd wake up and the stocking was there. And I knew that when the stocking was there, it was it was not time to go through the stocking. It was time to go on a fucking mission. So I want to go downstairs, but it was like pitch black. No, it wasn't even that. I wanted the presents. It was, <laughs> it was pitch black, dude. And I was so scared to go downstairs. So I would like, before the night started, Joel had like this little lobster bell on his door and we'd like remove it and we'd make a plan. I'd be like, tonight I'm going to wake up and I'm going to come get you. And Joel's like, no, leave me the fuck alone. I don't care. I'm going to wait till morning. I'm like, no, we're going to do this. And he'd be like, fine, fine. So it was hilarious. I would like go and there was this creaky spot between our doors and I would just walk out so slow, so slow. And I'd creep into Joel's room and I would just kidney poke him until <laughs> he woke up because he was dead asleep and you you never wanted to wake up. You were always like, no, I'm not, I'm not getting up. Still to this day. But seriously, we'd end up getting up and we'd like sneak past mom and dad's door and we'd go down the stairs and we'd see our awesome presence. And at the time, right, we we think like, we, like obviously our parents want to see our reaction right so like they're gonna miss it because we're sneaking down and every single time we get downstairs and then we just hear dad like get to bed now and then we'd get upstairs and i'd sit in the pitch black and i'd be so scared and i would put my i'd like pull my my um stocking up on the bed and i'd like it'd be pitch black i'd like reach in and i'd like feel the things and i'd take out each thing and i'd be like what could this be oh this this is a terry's chocolate and then I'd un- unopen it and I'd eat it. And then I feel in, I feel like, oh, this is definitely a lip smackers. Oh yeah, yeah. And then that and then, then there'd be something in that I wouldn't know what it was. So then I'd like get out of bed and I'd like go over to the window and I'd like hold it up to the street lights and be like, Oh, this is definitely a candy cane full of M and M's. But I'd like and then my parents would come and wake me up and I'd just be like the <laughs> bed already, would be <laughs> She'd already know what the toys I, were. I had eaten everything that was in the stock and and I had opened everything. Like it did like nothing stayed closed. Like I had to open it so the company would just be wrappers and shit. But no, we we we, <laughs> we were very spoiled on Christmas. We always were. We had like a huge my parents would like set up these huge spreads of stuff. The madhouse of Selena's childhood. <laughs> like there's like sort of like Selena and I's bedroom faced each other, the doors. And I had a bell on the back of my door, like taped to the door. It was like the door handle where you have to turn it, like an old old school door handle, right? So they both sides move. I had a, like it was a little bell, but it was like the shape of a lobster. I don't even know where it came from. I had it taped. So if anyone came in, they would turn the door handle, the bell would ring, I could hear them. I think because my desk that I always sat at, like my back faced the door and I'm all, still to this day, I don't like people sneaking up on me. But Selena was so clever and quick and good. She'd turn the door handle so fucking slowly that it wouldn't make a noise. <laughs> She'd sneak in and get me all the time. And I remember one time, this is this is on the scappy. I was laying in bed, like backwards, but I had like the pillows under the blanket like I was laying there, and I could see you sneaking up on me. I was laying the other way. And then I was like laughing or something. You're like, what? I'm like, ah, I'm scared. It was so funny. Bro, do you remember that one time? It was April Fool's Day, and I got this idea in my mind that I was gonna decorate my brother. 
and i didn't grab magic markers so i grabbed sharpies and i had drawn all over your face yeah, so i put like that yeah. and it didn't come it did, off I really had to scrub it was like two days and mom was so pissed yeah, like around my ears were all black for days yeah oh yeah a sharpie marker all over my face <laughs> okay and i remember too sorry just <laughs> no perfect the hallway between your and i room yeah. like it was piled with shit like oh, junk yeah. Furniture. <laughs> there was the broken guitar box <laughs> that was bent over. And you're like, door, it's a secret passage. You like lift the book. It's funny shit. <laughs> it was. Our house was hilarious. Girl. It was. Honestly. Like, you know, the parents put the Christmas presents in the closet. Obviously, Selena knew this game. Where did mom and dad put them? Well, they would go to extreme lengths. Like, remember the old coffee grinder? Like, they would hide stuff in the coffee grinder. But where'd they put the big stuff? Was it, like, up in the attic? Oh, no. Didn't mom have it all at grandma's house? I seem to recall. Uh, I think so. Because you always nosed around. Yeah, I always found it. Selena would get so deep in the closet, she'd see next year's Christmas presents. Yeah, I would. I would. I'm pretty sure sure they all actually went to grandma's house when we were younger. You know, still to this day, like Selena's personality, like Selena calls our house, like wants to talk to dad. I'm like dad's asleep. So it's like, wake him up. Okay. I like wake dad up. My mom goes, I can't believe you woke Zoli up. Have you met your daughter? Like if I said no, Selena would be here in like five seconds waking him up. <laughs> like, it is just, what it is. It's the way it is. I'm a... I'm nice and I'm sweet, but I'm a bulldog. Oh, lovely. I'm a bulldog. Lovely. (laughs) All right. This one's two pretty solid pages. Okay, awesome. This is a Christmas episode. It is. We've talked about Christmas. (laughs) I was just thinking about your your stocking. It's just it might have been a blanket. Honestly. It's huge. It was huge. I loved it. If it wasn't full. Like it was I understood, but I was like one year I felt it and it was just the toe. Was it not full? And I was like, <laughs> is this what growing up is? Because like I'm ready to every day. It's, it's a getting closer. Taking, taking a bath, bath with, with the fucking toaster. toaster. Growing up sucks. Stay young forever. <clears throat> Speaking of growing up, the very first two words in this story. Growing up. I always felt like the house I lived in was haunted. Feelings of being watched, weird noises, just creepy vibes in general, especially in the basement and on the top floor of the house. It wasn't a terribly old house built in the 1940s, and my mom and, who t- <clears throat> my mom and her two sisters and my grandma and grandpa moved into it as a children in the 1950s. Only one of the fam- only one family lived in it before them, a mother and a father and one daughter. More on that later. So I never thought of it as a classic haunted house. The thing just felt too new to have a bunch of restless spirits in it. While growing up, nothing too outrageous ever happened to me. Just like I said, weird vibes and creepy feelings of being watched. I'm now 31 and haven't lived in the house since I was 19. This last December, I brought my girlfriend home for Christmas to meet the family. She and I have talked about creepy experiences before, and she told me that as a child, she had a lot of creepy experiences growing up. Seeing and talking to people, she could clearly see that no one else could. Dead people, apparently. This terrified me, but she explained that it isn't happened from it hasn't happened for many years, but that she feels in tune with others and the world around her. I should also mention she told me that her mother had a lot of the same experiences growing up. Now that I bring her home for Christmas, I didn't even think twice about any of the things she told me about her experiences growing up or the backyard of the creepy vibes I got in the house as a kid. So to the unexplainable part. <clears throat> the top floor of the house is basically just one big room with two beds in it. At opposite ends of the 
at opposite sides of the room from where the stairs are, if that makes any sense. Basically, once you come up the stairs, you have to turn and walk all the way across the room to get to the beds. So we're upstairs, laying in bed, trying to fall asleep, and I can feel my girlfriend's body relaxing, starting to fall asleep, just as I am. Right at the point with Right at the point, what sounds like extremely loud, fast-running footsteps go from the top of the stairs across the room to the foot of the bed where we're laying in it, and it feels like small hands grab at my feet. I jerk awake and look around with my eyes instead of sitting up, as I'm a bit terrified and I don't see anything. This scares the living shit out of me, and I can feel my girlfriend jerk awake as well, but neither of us moves or makes a sound. We lie in silence a little while, and I finally muster up the courage to ask if she's awake. She says yes, and then asks me if I heard and felt that. I try to rationalize what just happened, but still be objective about the situation, and say, What do you mean? She tells me it sounded like someone ran across the room, and she grabbed my foot. I confirm that yes, I did feel that. We both kind of nervously laugh about it and start trying to figure out what could have caused it. Now, I should have mentioned earlier that my little brother, that is 11 years to my junior, who still lives who still lives at home, he isn't prone to pranks or scaring people, but I immediately think he had some had his hands on this, but cannot ras- rationalize a way that he could have grabbed my foot and slunk out of my room down the stairs without being seen or making a sound. I finally tell my girlfriend that I'm going downstairs to see if anyone's up or if they heard anything. <clears throat> I put put the TV on in the room and she nervously tells me to hurry up. I get downstairs and see my brother half asleep eating some late snacks and watching TV. I ask him if he heard anything or was making noise down here. He kind of looks at me in a sleepy haze and says, What are you talking about? No. He wakes up a bit after looking at me and seeing I'm in a bit of a scared state. I tell him what happened and I can clearly see he's now freaked out. He proceeds to tell me that... After I moved out, the weirdness apparently intensified, but he didn't want to bring that up and scare my girlfriend. He'd never brought up any of this creepy stuff with his friends, but apparently one day one of them was using the downstairs bathroom and they were washing their hands and they looked up in the mirror and saw what they described to be a little girl standing in the shower. This creeped me out a lot. And then he proceeds to tell me that mom had a party recently where she invited a psychic over to give everyone readings. When my mom walked into the room to get hers, the psychic asked, who's the little girl with you? Mind you, I'm standing in my underwear with a t-shirt on in the middle of the night hearing this for the first time and it's pretty unsettling to say the least. I decide to keep it to myself and go back upstairs and talk to my mom in the morning about everything. I go back upstairs and tell my girlfriend I don't have a rational explanation for what happened and for us to just try to get some sleep. We decide to leave the TV on as we're both pretty spooked out. We lay there for what feels like forever and finally starting to drift off to sleep again when suddenly an extremely loud bang, bang, bang happens right next to the head, right next to my head on the wall where we're lying in bed. I immediately sit up and yell, leave us alone, and then lay back down. My girlfriend is in a soft whimper and I am absolutely beside myself with fear. She ends up falling asleep a few hours later and I remember the sun coming up before finally falling asleep for a few hours. The next day, I bring all this up to my mom, and she looks at me with a strange look and says, I know, it's gotten really weird here since you moved out. I think I'm starting to understand why. She tells me about seeing a small floating light in her room at night sometimes, the feeling of someone small, like child-sized small, tugging at the bottom of her shirt. When she drops a bomb, when she drops a huge bomb. When she and her family growing up moved into the house, my grandma and mom were digging up the backyard to put in a garden. In the back part of the yard they're digging, they found a small box with some badly worn scraps of paper. They couldn't make it out with a jar with 
which what looked like a dark, thick liquid in it. Debit box. They couldn't make it out. At the time, they didn't think of anything. They didn't think anything of it, other than it was a bit strange. And they threw the box and contents away. She and my grandmother believed that this was all purely speculation at this point. The girl who lived in the house before us got pregnant and got rid of the baby herself for fear of being a single teen mom in the 1940s and buried it in the backyard. So yeah, there you go. Fucking mind blown at this point for me. What caused everything to ramp up? I have no clue. Maybe having a girlfriend in the house who's in tune with that sort of thing? I don't know. Regardless, it was terrifying and completely unexplained, and I'm really nervous about going back home for the holidays now. Thanks for reading some other stuff. Wow, Boy, that's creepy. That is creepy. Also, three bangs. Father, son, holy ghost. Fucking Spirits always knocking threes. I waited for a knock at their back. You notice anything? No, I don't see anything. You don't see that? See what? You're just sitting over there, right where you were when I started reading. Mavis? All I see is you. You don't see Mavis? I don't see anything. You don't see anything? I don't see anything. You don't see anything? (laughs) Don't you love Mavis? She's a little on the weird side. She's cute. I hope she's on camera for you guys. She's adorable. Mavis. I love Mavis. Those are called prim dolls. So people like make them. Ugh. Okay, <clears throat> this story is called The Ghostly Christmas Choir On Christmas Eve night, 1978 At 3am in Kamara Falls, Oregon I'm sorry, I'll stop I was suddenly awakened by a choir singing The house was a new construction, miles from the nearest church I strained to hear any words that I could understand Or a tune that I could identify but I couldn't understand the language or tune. I did get a feeling of angelic exhalation, reverence, and gladness of the heart. This was truly a heavenly choir, lifting their voices on high, singing Hosanna in the highest, in an unknown tongue without an accompaniment of instruments. I examined the television, but it was not turned off. It was turned off, as was the radio. I explored outside, but the singing was not heard outdoors. The way the countless male and female and children's voices intertwined together, the literally there's so many words here I don't know. The tonals going from operatic highs to the deepest bass voices in perfect harmony. It must have lasted about ten minutes, but it was touching me for an eternity. So I heard a choir in their house, but like nobody was there. That is spooky, spooky goodness, old man. What do you hope you get for Christmas this year? It was a short story. Yeah. What do you hope you get for Christmas this year? I already know what I want for Christmas. What do you want? I already got it. It, But that was what you wanted. We gave Joel's present earlier, which is good. My dad also got his Christmas presents, so I feel like I'm like going to look bad not giving people presents, but they already got their presents. I'll just tell everyone. They got me a new computer. Yay. And monitor. Gaming computer. Gaming computer. The computer I had before that is like seven-ish years old, custom build. Uh, I would play the, like whatever games, lowest possible quality, lowest possible settings, minimum resolution. Now, <clears throat> this computer, I literally plugged it in last night, funny enough. I only played it for like two hours. Absolutely everything in ultra high definition. Oh, it's so good. Oh, so good. So good. So good. So good. So good. So good. Well, to close out this episode, I think it's time that we talk about the history of Krampus. Of Krampus? Krampus. Isn't it Krampus? 
Krampus, Krampus, Krampus. The German thing? Yeah. It's Hungarian too. Is it? Yeah. During the Christmas season, traditions differ all over the world. Commonly, Christmas is associated with Santa Claus, who comes all the way from the North Pole with his sleigh and reindeer to surprise children with presents. In Switzerland, Austria, and other European countries, there's another character associated with the Christmas season. And he's not nice, like Santa Claus. He's known as Krampus. And he goes around looking for children who misbehave. Children fear Krampus, not just because of his scary appearance, but also because it has a legend that terrorizes them. He whips them with twigs and stuffs them into baskets and whisks them away to their his lair. Krampus is also referred to as the Christmas Devil. It is a character from European Alpine folklore. His ancient origins can be traced back thousands of years to pre-Christian times, when villagers across the European continent would dress up, parade, and perform plays as the Horned Goat Man or the Old Man Winter. These characters strongly resembled Krampus and St. Nicholas as we know them today. St. Nicholas gained popularity in Germany during the 11th century. By the 17th century, Krampus was made into a sidekick and became a part of the Christian winter celebrations. St. Nicholas is celebrated in European countries on December 6th. St. Nicholas is known to Europeans as a man who rides on a white horse, holds a golden staff in his hand, <coughs> and dresses in bishop's attire. In the American United States, St. Nicholas is, n- is unknown until the 19th century, when the first American Santa Claus emerged in New York City. He was supposed to be the American version of St. Nicholas. However, instead of a white horse, Santa had a sleigh pulled by a reindeer, and instead of dressing like a bishop, he wore a red suit. Also, Santa Claus didn't have any evil counterpart. He just had elves that helped him disperse presents. Various European countries recognize both St. Nicholas, Nicholas Day and Christmas. During St. Nicholas Day, St. Nicholas visits on his horse with Krampus by his side. During Christmas, Santa Claus visits in his sleigh with his elves. Even schools in Europe celebrate both holidays, much to the enjoyment of kids who enjoy many presents and sweets. According to tradition, Krampus would go everywhere that St. Nicholas went. His appearance alone was feared by many kids. Although he is sometimes portrayed as a sinister man dressed in all black, originally folklore portrayed him as a beast-like creature that was half goat and half demon. Images of Krampus show a devil-like creature with horns on his head and a tongue and cloven hooves on his back. He carries a wicker basket filled with unbreakable birch sticks and he uses them to swat kids who misbehave. Some even have thought that Krampus ate kids. Krampus appears often is accompanied by Greek mythical creatures such as fauns and satyrs. Other mythical characters similar to Krampus are the Kalbof, the Pelsnickel, the Net, the Black Peter, and the Rupchit. Although Krampus is made out to be a devil-like creature that kids should fear, over his time, his presence has become less fearful and often desired. To some, St. Nicholas without Krampus is like Batman without Robin. The St. Nicholas Day celebration in Europe is somewhat similar to what Christians in the United States. On December 6, kids place a shoe in front of the chimney at night. Some place a carrot in one shoe for St. Nicholas's horse. The next day, kids check to see if a present is in the shoe. If the child has been misbehaving, a bunch of twigs resembling Krampus's stitches will be in the shoe instead. Some schools invite St. Nicholas and Krampus to visit the kids. Each kid should shake hands with St. Nicholas and disclose whether they've been good or bad. 
If a child is bad, Krampus might chase them all the way around the room in a playful manner. Although he might carry a bunch of switches, his basket for this type of occasion is usually filled with candy. On St. Nicholas' order, Krampus might grab candy out of the basket and give the child a handful or throw it around the room for kids to grab. Krampus is now feared in an enjoyable way and has become a big part of this yearly celebration. That's Krampus, bitch! Yeah, I heard before, like, correct me if I'm wrong, everyone. <clears throat> Santa Claus created by Coca-Cola. Was he? I think. Didn't Coca-Cola create Santa Claus? Bro, I don't want to know. I want to just think that he's been around forever and he likes to give good stuff. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, also, Santa Claus, purely North American. Only can in the United States. Yeah. And, like, in, you know, yeah. European countries, they have St. Nick or Baby Jesus gives gifts. But then quite often, like folklore, there's the bad guy. Like, you know, St. Nick gives you gifts, but then if you're a bad kid... Krampus, Krampus, goes by different names. Obviously, it doesn't treat you very well. <laughs> I want to have my own day, and I'll be called Fartola. And if you've been bad, you get farted in the face. Hmm. We did so much reading today. It's. I feel like I read a book. Segway book. Oh, by the time that you are watching this, you can get my new book, Hollow. It is out for you to read, and it worked really hard, and I was up to 6 a.m. finishing the Thank you, bye. Nice segue. Perfect. Well, guys, I hope that you have a super merry whatever you celebrate. And I'm sending all the love your way and wishing you the absolute best transition into year 2022, where hopefully shit is not fucked. All right, guys, I love you. Don't forget, stay you, stay true to you, and stay spooky, boo crew. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>